Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and I got my co-host alongside me, per usual, Elliot Graybeard from Freelance Duck Hunting. How you doing tonight, Elliot? I am really excited to be recording this tonight and be talking after the technical issues you've drug us through over the past 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, it hasn't quite been 10 hours, but we... We are underway and recording nonetheless. Yes, we're ready to go. We were going to have on my buddy, who is a Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks uh, public land manager and fishing and wildlife biologist, and we had some technical difficulties. So we're going to have him on. We're going to record that next week, so we're just doing an impromptu. But I'm really excited about this this podcast right yeah. now. Yeah, no, tonight's podcast, we're going to be talking all about um, the Fellowship of the Duck Gun. So um, we'll leave all the finer detail, de- details to later, but we'll be answering some of the questions from the Fellowship um, from you guys and and really getting down to the nitty-gritty nitty about what everything uh, the Fellowship of the Duck Gun is. So, um, But yeah, before that, you know, a little bit of update. So Elliot, I was telling you before we got on <laughs> that I have... I have a story for you. Yeah, I can't wait. Let's hear it. And it's it's and it's right up your alley. It's uh so it's toilet humor. It's just uh yeah, <laughs> I knew it. Yes. <laughs> Anytime something like this happens, I just know that you're gonna. I just think of you. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, but. <laughs> so we went on v. Uh, we went on a big family vacation last week. Uh, like all of my my siblings and their kids. Um, our kid, you know, my parents, and we had a cabin cabin out there in Tennessee in the mountains. Um, so had a lot of fun for that. But on one day, uh, the guys went out for a little fly fishing, um, action in the morning and the fishing wasn't great. Um, my dad caught one little brook trout, um, but I didn't, but <laughs> while we were out there, so it was like first thing in the morning and while we're out there, um, you know, we all kind of split up and went our separate ways. And I went up on the stream and, you know, had to hike up like over some rocks and, and jump down this little, this little section, uh, over like a down tree, uh, and just, you know, I hiked down a little ways into the stream. And, uh, all of a sudden I got the urge to re- relieve myself. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and so I was kind of, I was playing out the options in my, in my mind of what I could do. Um, I knew that um, Sam, my brother-in-law, had toilet paper, but he literally went the opposite direction um, and down that side of the stream. And I walked up from the truck the other way. And so I started to walk back. I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta figure out how to find Sam, get the toilet paper, find somewhere in the woods to go back and, you know, um, relieve myself. But anyways, I started walking back and I'm like, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> it's just... There's just no way I'm going to make it. So, um, you know, I look for like a good spot in the woods to uh, take a dump. And I find this like nice mossy rock, big rock. And I kind of lean against it. And uh, (laughs) 
And I mean, I mean, I don't know how detailed I should get, but uh, yeah, I dropped a hot one right there. Uh, and I thought for sure, like there's these, like I, I'm not used to that area, but there's these nice green leaves. They're still wet from the night before from the leaves rain. Leaves of three? And uh, <laughs> they were not leaves <sighs> of three. They, I don't even know what type of, what type of leaves they were. Don't get your hopes up. It's not that type of story, Elliot. <laughs> uh, but anyways, using those leaves was about as good as using, like, I don't even know. Um, they're just slippery, so they didn't really clean you at all. Um, so I did. <laughs> well, I, I, okay. So I couldn't. I try, First thing I tried to do was, like, tear a sleeve off my shirt. I just couldn't do it. And I, did, <laughs> I didn't have a knife with me. I was wearing Crocs with no socks. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so I just used my whole shirt. <laughs> so when you walked back, you just were, were you, oh, you're fly fishing. So you were in waders, right? No, we, we were actually just wet wading because it's like, you know, yeah. the middle of summer is really hot. So you just walked back with so shorts and no with, shirt. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was a nice under armor shirt, oh, man. And I just, uh, wiped and threw it in the woods and. You know, oh, so you couldn't. I mean, you were just afraid to use different types of vegetation because of your past just, experience it was with just the slipping oak. Off. No, I mean there there wasn't much in there. It was just that that type of tree right there, and um, it wasn't it just wasn't doing the job. So I used the shirt, threw it up in the woods, and yeah, I walked back like a hillbilly. Um, you know, Crocs and shorts and. A fly, uh, a fly rod. <laughs> what did your partners say? What did your hunting companions say um, about this? Well, I actually had another shirt in the truck. So my dad saw me and he's like, you know, it's like, uh, so you don't have another shirt? And I'm like, no, I got another one. So, um, you know, but everybody got a pretty good. Did your dad that. immediately know what you had done when he saw you walking? Uh, no. <laughs> he's like, yeah. oh, my son. <laughs> he's just probably like, why is he walking back? <laughs> Like a hillbilly, <laughs> oh, with Crocs and shorts that's, on. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm I'm, and I don't I don't normally go without a shirt. So I'm like, why does it yeah. ghost? Yeah. Walk. I was and I was walking on like you know out there. It's like busy road. So like it's just cars going back and forth. And <laughs> you, this hillbilly comes out of the woods. <laughs> you remember that video of I did like season three when Dan can't find anything, so he's going to use a duck wing. Oh yeah, he did. Gross. I know that was really gross because they've got those little, <laughs> you know, those little parasites on. Them. But oh, he yeah. didn't. He didn't end up doing that, but it was funny. It was funny. Well, that <laughs> is a funny story. Nice. I, I very much appreciate yeah. that. Well, it brought me back to waterfowl season because I know last year you used a sock. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like the you know, yeah. Um, you know, if I had a knife with me, which all I had was like, I didn't have a knife. I just had like. Uh, clippers, you know, so it's not like you're going to get a sleeve off with that. Or I totally, when you just said that, my mind was like, if you just had a knife with you, really? <laughs> you're going to try to use a, the blade of a yeah. knife? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, for, to cut the shirt, no. to cut the shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even then, yeah, then I could have kept it as a cutoff. But. Well, Aiden, because man, I've never hunted with anyone that has to take more dumps out hunting than he does. And so on freelance hunt stats, which we talked about last podcast, he wants me to add a dumps per hunt stat. <laughs> and then when we add in the leaderboards, you can see, you know, which person takes the most dumps <laughs> per hunt. 
Yeah. It would be uh no, that'd be that'd be an interesting yeah. one. I don't like I don't like going doing that taking a dump out hunting. I don't like it. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I when if I'm gonna if I do it, you, you know it's when, uh, you know it's bad. I'm gonna, like gonna crap my pants <laughs> if I do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. It's like last resort. I want my toilet, my my uh, double ply, and <laughs> you know my uncle used to. He took a um, a ply. He had a plastic toilet seat, and he attached it to like uh, so. You know the little the little camo chairs you can sit on that are like have scissor legs. You know, so he yep. took the scissor legs off and attached a toilet seat to it. So the toilet seat just laid flat. And so that thing, you'd just pop open those scissor legs and the toilet would sit right on top. <laughs> and he always had that with him when we were out fishing and stuff. It was a masterful little tool. Nice. That sounds like a solid. That's solid right hey, there. Hey, that could be the Flyways Collective item that we were thinking about. <laughs> the Flyways Collective good toilet. Yeah. That's what he always called it. My uncle's called it a good toilet. I'm not sure why he called it a good toilet. Like, what would the good be? Maybe it's just a silent G. <laughs> it's just toilet. <laughs> you remember how we, uh, like just a few episodes ago, um, we talked about um, that hunter's wife, who was a hunter as well, that talked how how great <laughs> our podcast We probably just burnt all uh, yeah. <laughs> all relatability with our, uh, you know, our female yeah. viewers, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, ladies. Or, hey, it's not me. It was you. You tell him sorry. I didn't do nothing. It's I didn't true. do nothing. Yeah. But me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, you got anything else for updates before we jump to? No, partner? let's just jump right into it. I'm excited to talk about everything, all the content that's been going on on the fellowship. So let's just jump to it. All righty. Um, so first off, I'd like to give a big thanks out to HDR Innovation, um, guys. If you haven't checked out the gun stand for HDR Innovations, and it's actually called the Marsh Stand. I keep calling it the gun stand, but the Marsh Stand for HDR Innovations. Definitely check it out. I know a lot of you guys have been. I've been seeing the Duck Gun 10 um, codes rolling through, so appreciate you guys checking that out. Um, But you guys are going to be super happy um, using that this season. It's super lightweight, unbelievably lightweight, three pounds. Um, You just take it out with you. You sit with it in front of you. I sit behind it with a Marsh stool, put your gun on it, your ammo, your game strap, um, and now they come, they have the option to add game strap and blind bag attachments to it as well. Um, so American made high quality, lightweight aluminum. Um, and it holds all your gear up for you while you're hunting. Check them out. HCRinnovations.com and use code duck gun 10. Guys, if you, if you ever have any questions on these product codes, hit up Jordan or myself and ask us and we'll make sure because if you, you know, if you're going to go and get something from HTR or gunner kennels or motion ducks, we want to make sure you get that 10% off. So, Make sure and hit us up if you're unsure at all. So the Gunner Kennel code is Duck Gun 10, space 10. No no spaces in between Duck Gun. Duck Gun, space 10. And Gunner Kennels is a um, crate to keep your dog in. It is the safest, most well-built um, kennel on the market. Made here in the USA. Double wall roto-molded. Five-star crash test, and this is the perfect kennel for keeping your dog safe and secure. Strap those little suckers in there. If anything happens and, and you get into a wreck, you don't want to double down your damage with a, a dead dog. So 
once you buy one of these, you're going to have it your whole life. This is going to be a one-time buy. It's going to be the last kennel that you ever buy because these things aren't going to get bad. So go to Gunner Kennels and check that out right now. Awesome. Also like to give a big thanks out to Bandit Avery Greenhead Gear. Um, Ellie and I are both getting excited about the season and, um, you know, a lot of the banded gear they have as well. They have awesome selection from, you know, different layers uh, for warmth to jackets and camo. I mean, you name it, they have it. Um, the Avery Sporting Dog, they have gun dog products for your hunting dogs. And then they have the GHG and they have all the decoys um, from goose floaters to uh, to filled uh, goose setup, um, your duck floaters, everything. Um, so definitely... Check out Bandit Avery Greenhead Gear at Bandit.com. Guys, on those days where there's no wind, and I'm telling you from the statistics, when you don't have wind, you're not shooting as many ducks. I can promise you that. And what you need is motion in your set. And one of the easiest ways to, to do that is with a jerk rig. But if you're like me, jerk rigs really are annoying. So I'll tell you, this motion ducks jerk rig, it's a new system. And it is easy to carry it out. It's easy to take it down. It's like what it's taking the best aspects of your traditional jerk rig and putting it into a new style that just makes it a million times easier. And it looks better. You can either use a four duck or a seven duck spreader system. And it's very lifelike, sets up in seconds, very quality made. If you like jerk rigs, you want to check this product out. Both on Jordan's channel and my channel, we've got videos showing this in use. Or you can just search it, Motion Ducks. Um, on, on Google, and you can see this product in action. 10% off code and free shipping for this product is no spaces, Duck Gun 2020. Awesome. Also, I'd like to give a big thanks out to Finisher. Um, yeah, a Finisher makes dispatching, dispatching birds easier than ever. Um, if you have a crippled bird out there, you, you just Grab it and you take it back, you know, gone are the days of messing up on wringing its neck or having to use the Cajun crunch uh, and screwing up in either one of those. You dispatch it in the most humane way possible with the finisher tool. It just slips in the back of the head and uh, finishes that bird off painless and seamless. Um, and, you know, it's just a great way to take responsibility for the game we're, harvest, we're harvesting. So definitely check out Finisher over at adrenaline.com, or you can just Google Finisher if you're having trouble with finding the website. Um, and he's got awesome selections on all of them, uh, different different ducks on the finishers, uh, almost like collectibles if you got different different styles there. Um, and he's got some updates on them as well this year. So definitely check those out, Finisher uh, at adrenaline.com, and use code DUCKGUN15, no spaces. All righty. And... Today's podcast episode is going to be all about the Fellowship of the Duck Gun, so let's go ahead and jump on into it. All righty, fellas. So, like I said, we're going to be talking about the, the Fellowship of the Duck Gun, and that is our Facebook group over on Facebook. And, you know, it's pretty much, for the most part, it's just people from uh, the podcast and then Elliot and my YouTube channels. Um, just everybody's kind of combined over there. Um, and it's got thousands of people in there and it's just a great place for continuing the conversation afterward. And we want to highlight some of the questions we've had this week, um, in there, you know, some, especially in particular, we got some like beginner type questions, um, 
And, you know, it's just really cool to see the community that's over there from the podcast and from our YouTube channels. And we got one guy in particular, his name is Wes, and he's just getting started out um, in duck hunting. Do you, do you got anything you want to say, Elliot, before I jump, just jump right no, in? No, I would just say come on over and join us at Fellowship of the Duck Guns. We've never had any drama in there. Everyone's nice and polite to each other. It's a crazy thing that happens when people actually have their real name attached to something. <laughs> but come on over, man. The, the conversation is bumping. We have lots of posts all the time, lots of new activity. Come on over and join us. Yep. For sure. Um, yeah, so uh, Wes actually put a, a, a comment in there um, or a thread, whatever you want to call it. So I'll go ahead and read it. And we're going to kind of answer the question. Um, but he says, hi, everyone. Uh, so I'm a noob. I need some advice. I'm new to waterfowl hunting, hoping to start the season. I wish I'd learned all about it at a younger age. So I started looking into it last season when I realized I wouldn't have the money and time to get all the necessary gear. So I have to turn down offers from a friend to go um, get after some honkers and save for a while. So far this year, I've picked up a Stoger M3500 waterfowl, um, some calls, shells, and now I need the rest. So my question is about gear. What would you recommend? And then he gives some examples. Waders, jacket, decoy, layout blind. <clears throat> some of the Some of the difficult... Some of the difficulty will also come from the fact that I do not own a truck at this point, so massive blinds and huge spreads of decoys may not work out. And so he's actually hunting close to my area. He's hunting in northern Indiana and Michigan. Um, so that's pretty much the the um, information he gives us. And he's asking for the fellowship kind of to give him some advice on it. And it was really cool because people jumped all over that. We had, um, you know, something like uh, 30 comments in there of people giving them advice on, on what he should do to start off. So we're going to go ahead and tackle that question as well for Wes. Now, is he, you think he's saying, I want to do this on as limited a budget as possible. <clears throat> is that kind of what you're getting? Yeah. Cause I mean, he was saying he doesn't have enough money to yeah. buy everything. And, and anyone who started off waterfowling, you know, that it, it just is a lot of money. And then trying to convince um, your significant other uh, your wife, you know, um, hey, I need to spend all this money on a new hobby. Yeah. So he needs to fill so, out the rest of his gear as cheaply as possible. And he said he's got a gun, shells, uh, he's got a call. And calls. Okay, and that's, and that's it. That's all he's got. Yep. All right. So he's going to need waiters, right? So... Yeah, um, and I know you can buy frog togs for fifty bucks, um, and yep. so that's what I would go to. Either that, or I heard those tidewee waders are down to sixty bucks. Um, on, on so I would yep. say either frog togs or tidewee on the waders because you can easily snag a pair of those for fifty bucks. That's that that would be my go to with the waiter department. Yeah, now when you're hunting, it's like for the most part, unless you're hunting fields or you got a dog. And he doesn't have a hunting dog, um, you know, then you have to get in the water. You have to get in the water uh, to retrieve your ducks. You have to get in the water to retrieve your your decoys, um, and it's cold outside. So there's no really other option. I mean, you almost can't hunt without waders unless you're going with other people, and they're going to do all the water work for you, and you can sit on the bank. But even then, it just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. So it's like uh, waders are almost just as much of a must as like a shotgun. Yeah. You know, no, yeah, you, you have to have waders. That's, 
you just can't do it. I can, you can't even, it's hard to even bring a friend hunting without waders most of the time, depending on where you're going. Yep. So definitely waders are a necessity yep. and, and lots of other camos. I mean, you're going to need uh, probably not camo pants, but you're going to need multiple layers of camo shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts. Then mm-hmm. you're going to need a hat. Um, yeah. and I'll tell you what on that, a couple things you can do. Um, you can check Facebook marketplace and get some cheap used clothing. You can go to thrift shops. Well, I'll tell you, Wes, actually, if I don't know if you want to do this or not, but I have a specifically for Wes, I've got a ton of leftover waterfowl stuff. I just went through today in my basement now. And if you want to contact me on Instagram or Facebook, um, I, I, if you wanted to pay for the shipping, I'd be happy to ship him out some stuff because I've got more than I almost threw. I mean, I've got so much I almost threw away. So you know, it's all it's worn. It's not brand new stuff, but um, I'd be happy to do that, Wes. If you want to get old me, awesome. Um, so yeah, beyond that, like uh, with you know a good strategy, kind of with your layers and your weight with with that stuff. Um, kind of to save money, um, you can just wear your your coat as your camo, and that's mm-hmm. that's honestly what I did to start off with. Um, as long as that is, and I got kind of like a mid mid season um, type jacket. Get it big and layer under it, and then you just you can, yeah. And then I'd wear like a couple hoodies, um, as long as they're not like red or burgundy or um, orange. You know, those are the colors to stay away away from. Just don't wear those at all, if possible. Um, but you know, if you got like base, like like a brown or a gray, or you know, stuff that you can wear under it, and then layer up with the camo um, over top of your layers. So you, you then that's the only thing you have to buy that's camo. You need a camo jacket, um, and then you know, just wear whatever you got that's warm. You can it. also wear. Um khaki colored flannels. I don't know if you remember for like the first three years of FDH, I wore a <clears throat> flannel most hunts that was just kind of a green and black checkered and tans and man, it worked great. So some, some flannels will work really well as camouflage. Also, it doesn't necessarily have to be your traditional camo, but you want one hunting outfit that you've got so that you just wash it, you know, whenever you need and not buy, you know, tons of different stuff. And I think you can do that pretty cheaply. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I'd be at. Cause you, that's like, I think that's your bare minimum. Cause now you can walk into a hunt. Um, you know, I mean, you do need some decoys, yeah. right? So, <laughs> but you can walk into a hunt, you can get out in the water, you can, um, you know, wear your camo and be hidden. Um, you got your shotgun, your calls. And so then beyond that, um, you know, the next thing is like you get again Facebook Marketplace, um, you know, somewhere Craigslist if people still use Craig's mm-hmm. Craigslist, um, or even like you could buy like new like the cheapest decoys are probably like what flambos or something. Twenty five like thirty. If you look, if you look for, keep looking. Um, you can buy a dozen mallards for like twenty nine bucks before tax, like thirty five yeah. bucks plus you buy like a ten fifteen dollar. Um, bag and you're talking under 50 bucks and you've got your decoy. So if you go $50 for waiters, $50 for decoys, there's a hundred and I'm sure, I'm sure you could get it done um, for the camo we were talking about for another 50 bucks, 150 bucks for all three of those. And 
I mean, you really work hard. I'm sure you can get that price down even lower. Yeah. Yep. And so, <laughs> um, I actually met up with Wes too. So like I said, he's local and I actually gave him, um, a half dozen goose floaters and I don't even know if it was like a dozen and a half, um, mallard floaters and I rigged them up. I had extra rigs, um, and left like old decoys. Some of those decoys were literally the first decoys mm-hmm. that I hunted with. So <laughs> that's all um, it needs in, you know, another cheap way is, yeah, he's good on decoys. And I mean, he really doesn't, doesn't mean, oh yeah. That's a good starter. Yeah, that's pretty much what I started yeah. with right there. Why well, don't Josh outdoor limits? He does a lot of hunts with eighteen. I I, I like <laughs> a little more than that, but then you can do it. I mean, he, he does a lot of hunts with eighteen decoys. Yeah. And as far as all the layout blinds and stuff, if you're on a limited budget, I wouldn't even worry about that. I wouldn't even worry about it. Buy yourself yeah. some type of tarp. I wouldn't buy burlap because burlap sucks when it gets wet. But some kind of small tarp that you can kind of put over you or, or use when you're making blinds when you're out there. And I think you're pretty much good to go on that. Is there anything else you can think of that we didn't hit? Like just essentials? Yeah. Well, it just depends where you live. Um, as far as like, there is places where he can walk in locally. Um, but it's not as, as, as accessible, I would say as like Kansas. Um, a lot of places in Indiana, there's a lot of rivers and big lakes um, where having a canoe is something that's huge. And again, that, that'll be, um, not the necessities, but I would say that'd be, if I was, I was him and I get the necessities all at the budget cheap price, that'd be my first big purchase would be a canoe. Um, and the reason I say canoe, you can take two people, you can get a lot of gear in it. Um, you know, it's just kind of your all around and cheapest option. Cause I think we talked about this when we had our canoe kayak and layout boat, uh, podcast, but you know, you can get a used canoe for, excuse me, for like $200. Yeah, for sure. And, and strap at the top cause he doesn't have a truck. He said he has a car. So everything, if he has everything we've talked about, he can hide out of a car. No problem at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, definitely pretty cool. You know, want to wish, uh, the best of luck to Wes this season. And I actually might, you know, might connect with him on a hunt. Yep. And seriously, Wes, if you want me to ship you out some clothes, as long as you're willing to pay shipping, just get a hold of me and we'll talk about it. Awesome. So, yeah, there's actually um, a couple others that we wanted to hit up. So I'm going to find them real quick while you, uh, while you talk about how awesome the fellowship is. <laughs> the fellowship is really awesome. Founded in 2018 <laughs> by Jordan Fromer. It's a community place that's, I don't know. <laughs> I liked it. I was kind of wondering where I that should have kept go. going, but I don't know. I, I figured it would probably subconsciously turn into toilet humor. And I think we've had our quota for, for today. <laughs> yeah. For the month. Well, not for the month. Come on. For the day. Yeah. though. Yeah. I'm going to have to do a search. Okay. Well, um, while you do the, sh- the search, and we were going to talk about blind bag. I know that was one one of the questions that we had on there that we were going to yep. discuss. I actually just just filmed, yep. a, I just I filmed a blind bag video the other day, which is going to be coming out next week. So what was that exact 
post. Yeah. So yeah, this is, that was Wes again. And again, he's a, you know, new hunter. He's getting help from uh, a lot of the experienced guys in the fellowship. So he said, Hey guys, new peer again, trying to get a list of things that may need to go into my blind bag. What are your top recommendations? So again, probably had about the same amount of people. Um, everybody kind of given their, you know, the lessons they learned over time hunting, um, you know, and we had some good ones. So, um, you want to run down, you want to run down your list. And then if if you, if there's anything that you have that you haven't said, then I'll add it in. Okay. Um, so run down my list, uh, baby wipes. (laughs) That's it. Anti it's, Anti-itch yeah, right. cream. Well, I'll tell you, let me go down my list because actually I have a list in right in front of me. And I don't think that you do. So maybe it work better if I go me to run down my list. That, that's okay. the best you got. Yeah. Okay. That's, you can't keep your head <laughs> out of the toilet. All right. So shells in a shell pouch. I'm just going to go my list. You don't, you don't, you don't have to have all this stuff. Coffee, gloves, bug spray during the uh, September, your duck calls, your toilet paper, a face mask, um, a game tote for holding your game, um, some kind of multi-tool in case you have some issue, water, and then I also bring with me uh, a tiny little case that expands into uh, a rod in case you get something, like if you have a shell jam or something, that you can take off the barrel and, and ramrod it, ramrod That's it out because that can, that can end a hunt. And a can of Chef Blarity. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, um, kind of to add on that, um, I always bring, I probably bring about on average three pairs of gloves. I think you bring, I bring a lot during, that, the, but, during the cold. Um, I bring a lot. <laughs> yeah. Cause I always get them wet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then, uh, I th- one that I, I thought you were going to say was Flint, um, to start a fire with. Cause I think you were, you were talking about that last year and I actually just got Flint to, well, we normally bag. bring the tiny little propane tanks and you can screw a little thing on top of it. And then, um, oh, and then a, a lighter. Um, that way we can, and I, typically yeah. I forgot about this one too. We normally bring fire starter, but we don't, we don't normally bring Flint. Mm. And then uh, I, I always bring a, a spare call. If you ever get like a, a duck call that's locking up real bad, um, you know, on a, on a wet rainy day or something like that. Um, you know, headlamp, definitely headlamp. Um, and you know, like you said, you do ship wear but I do all kinds of yeah. snacks as well. Usually mine's not the same from hunt to hunt. Um, you know, keep your license in there. Uh, it doesn't do a lot of good to have, I put an extra license in there, but, um, it doesn't do a lot of good cause you obviously have to keep your one and I always keep it in my wallet, but your one with your federal stamp, um, which I wish, I, I think some states do it, but I wish you could just do digital because then you could, I could just have four licenses all printed out, keep one in my gun case, one in my blind bag, one of my extra blind bag, one in my wallet, but we can't do that in Indiana. I think some states can. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's, if there's anything extra, um, you know, I, I do keep a multi-tool as well. Um, and then a thermosel during till season to add on to your bug spray. Yeah. But yeah. And I do, I really do keep uh, a package of baby wipes in there. 
Um, oh, and that reminds me too. And I actually keep them in there for cleaning uh, hardy face paint off, opposed to, you know, it is there for if you take a dump, but that it's not very often in the season. So I was wearing face paint in season yeah. one and two of Freelance Duck Hunting, but I moved over to, I much prefer, I love the banded face masks. They You can blow calls right through them. And once I've gone to those, I much prefer that to face paint. I hate face masks. I when I let you try that banded one, it, it really is the best one. It's a good one. Well, I got one. I just don't. I really don't. Oh, like bring them. it to me then. I'll take it. <laughs> Have you tried it? <laughs> I, the reason, like, I, I feel like it, it. The the problem I have with face mask is a combination of my head being extra large and then my beard being yeah. extra large, and then it's just like a, a boa constrictor. Okay, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. So. And not only that, but uh, bar none, people with face paint look way cooler than anybody yeah. else. I guess. I hear you. So. <laughs> yeah. So that covers the, the blind bag. Um, you know, I think that, that pretty yeah. well covers it. But on the first one, we didn't. That's one thing we didn't mention is that you do need a blind bag to carry stuff in with. And we, did, we didn't mention that's that. That's true. So you certainly need. But you could always just, you really could just use a backpack. Just put it in your yeah, pockets. But you could use a backpack yeah. just laying around. You know, <laughs> most people have a black backpack laying around. You could always use that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, here's another question we wanted to highlight. Um, this one, not from Wes. Um, you know, give some other people in the fellowship um, some airtime. And this does not seem as as, as much of a, a beginner question, um, but definitely a, a pretty cool one. Um and definitely saw some people putting some good good answers on this one as well. But Trey asks, he says, Good morning, fellas. Sorry for the long-winded post, but this topic is something I rarely see discussed. And I think it's a very beneficial it's very beneficial to new hunters, especially those that public land hunt in states that have lots of water, like his home state of Louisiana and Arkansas Eck. So let's get a thread started about how we can select the which areas we want to scout. If someone handed you a satellite map of a state you are unfamiliar with, uh, what would your approach be as far as scouting a body of water or area to begin scouting? Hmm. Yeah. So that was a mouthful, but um, so pretty much he's saying, um, how can we, like if you've never hunted a place, someone said, Hey, I'm going to go freelance duck hunting in um, uh, a state uh, that has a lot of water. Um, how would you go about figuring that out? I would look for the reservoirs first. If I just had the map, I mean, if you have the internet, then you can look on the state sites and see where the public land is. But if I didn't, if I just had the map, I'm going to look at the reservoirs and I'm going to look at the rivers. Every reservoir has an inflow river. And I'm going to look at that area because these reservoirs, you got water that flows into them. And they hold the water, and then on the back end under the dam, you've got a spillway that lets all the water out. So on the on uh, these lakes go up and down, you know, sometimes as much as twenty feet as far as their elevation. Sometimes the water is up really high, sometimes it's down really low. So right where those rivers flow into your reservoir, you are typically going to have marshy areas that flood because of the elevation changes of the lake. So that is absolutely the first place that I would look to. And then from there, those are normally where the 
public marshes are as well. And then from there, if you look in all the areas around there, the crop fields, where are crop fields at? You know, that might be a possibility for some freelance private land, private land hunting. But I would definitely focus straight on the reservoirs. Yeah. And one thing I'll kind of add on to that is um, if I'm going to a new state and I've never been there before, um, you know, you definitely 100 percent. I wouldn't go there without um, using one of the, the major apps that are for hunting and show you land ownership and public land um, and, and just have it all broke out into sections. And, and, you know, I'm talking about like Onyx or BaseMap or um, HuntWise, any of those kind of major apps. Because, I mean, you can see the waterways and the reservoirs and all that um, just by like Google Maps or Apple Maps. But um, they don't have the same information that like Onyx has. And that's the one I'm probably most familiar with. I've used all three, but, um, you know, there's no way if I'm going to a state and going to freelance it that I'm not going to use that like um, for a majority of my online scouting. Yeah, absolutely. Or map scouting, whatever, whatever you want to call it. So, um, but then beyond that, you know, I, I definitely think we have kind of different experiences as far as that, that stuff goes. Um, you know, just because if we have different States and a lot of the time I'm looking at in my area, I'm looking at rivers. Um, cause we in Indiana have, uh, way better laws for hunting rivers than, uh, than some of the other States do. I know some States don't have it great, uh, for hunting on rivers, but Indiana doesn't have a lot of big reservoirs, um, with public land marshes around them either. So, um, it really depends on the state you're going to be in. You know, like Elliot said, like, that sounds great. What you got there. I wish we had that in Indiana. We don't. So I got to look at Indiana, um, and rivers and, and, uh, you know, some of the big lakes like that. And for me, you know, uh, I, I try to kind of uh, figure out where the flyways are, um, and really following the water is obviously where the birds are going to be, especially in a state like Indiana that doesn't have a lot of water. So I'm sure it's different in Louisiana and Arkansas. And that's probably why I mentioned it, because if there's water everywhere, there's not going to be a defined, uh, flyway path. That's really kind of easy to discern just from, um, you know, an overview from the map. Yeah. And to add on to that with rivers, you know, with the satellite images, you want to really look closely and follow a river all the way. And you will see areas that just look like they're better than others. So if you have a little river that's just going straight as it, as it does an oxbow or as, as it bends around a corner, a lot of times you'll have oxbows, you'll have little pools that you can see that. And then once you see them, you know, you go and try to put feet on the ground, but you can, you can get a lot of information from satellite imagery. Yeah. Yeah. No, and there's, uh, there's hours and hours that can be had just looking at maps um, and trying to figure it out. Yeah. I can't, my, my favorite place to hunt in, in my local area here, uh, I started hunting in around 2007 and I, I, it would be very interesting to know how much time I have spent on Google earth looking at this complex. And still I found out about two places I didn't even know existed out there this last year. And so, I mean, I don't, I think that people say that they use satellite images, but I'm not sure that people put in the amount of obsessive time that's needed 
to really locate everything that they could possibly locate from you from from its use yeah yeah so definitely cool kind of to hit up some of those questions um from from the fellowship there um but yeah as I, I was just looking on on you know like i said we have thousands of of you guys in there you know uh talking about duck hunting all the time and it's cool to see everybody helping each other and you know um some of these posts even we we learn uh, a thing or two as well and and I was kind of just looking. I mean, we had we've had hundreds of hundreds of posts in the last month, so it's really popping over there, and it really really picks up kind of the closer we get to season. Um, so yeah, just if you guys uh, aren't aren't joined in the fellowship, the duck gun is a great resource over there, and it's just you know a bunch of us duck hunters like like minded individuals uh, jumping in there, and you know some of it's educational like that, or people trying to figure stuff out. And some, some of it's just fun stuff. Like, uh, I did a pool <laughs> this week talking about the duck boat, um, on what the name should be. And so we got, you know, the top five names right now are SSS or SS Oak Nuts. What's SS stand for, by oh. the way? I don't know. I know people say that with boats all the time, but I don't know either. So SS Oak Nuts, I'll have to look up what that means, SS part. Then the Pintel Dreamer, the Fromer Roamer, Oak Boat. And duck boat one, so or, or duck gun one. It's an abbreviation so, uh, for steamship. There's some ship. fun kind of. Yeah, it's an abbreviation steamship. Steamship. Steam. Steamship steam <laughs> oak nuts or steam propulsion. Yeah, <laughs> that's my boat. Okay, that's definitely cool. my boat. The SS well, oak nuts. I I vote. I voted. I voted for the the Fromer <laughs> Romer, but well, you can call it multiple <laughs> things. I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably stick with the people on this one. I'm thinking though, I got three names there. You know, I'll put the SS Oak Nuts on the old duck boat. I'll put the Pintel Dreamer on the Discovery 119, and then I'll put the Fromer Romer <laughs> on my dad's H12. So there I can you use go. All three. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, we just kind of wanted to share with you guys what's going on in the fellowship. Um, I guess probably a lot of you guys already know, but if you're not in there, you know. Um, now's a good time to jump in while it's, while it's popping. You got, uh, you got anything to add? I don't think so. I think you said it all. Awesome. Alrighty, fellas. Well, thanks for, uh, tuning in for us for another week of, um, the duck gun podcast. It is, well, by the time this one comes out, it'll be August 18th and that'll be exactly two weeks to the opener. So we're excited about it. I hope you guys are too. Um, but that's all we got for this week. I'm Jordan, Duckin' Chronicles, Elliot, Freelance Duckin' and we'll see you guys on the next one. Alrighty, fellas, and that is a wrap on another podcast. So guys, I'm coming at you at the end of the podcast. I know that if you made it all the way to the end, you are the most hardcore of the hardcore followers of the Duck Gun Podcast, and I'm here to ask you guys for another favor. As you guys know, me and Matt are in our race to 10K over on YouTube. And at this point, guys, it's less about the number 10K and more about beating Matt. He is talking some mad trash, trying to strong arm me um, in the bet we got going since he's up. He's up and he's trying to strong arm me. Um, Last time I I told you guys about this, I think I was around 420. We have closed the gap down to 320, um, but he is a thousand away and I am something like 1300 away. Um, so 
guys, whatever you're doing right now, if you're, uh, <laughs> if you can pick up your phone, log on to YouTube, if you can get on your, your desktop and log on to YouTube, go to Duck Gun Chronicles and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, I'm asking you guys, uh, this is your call to action. <laughs> we can do it. We can beat Matt. And I really appreciate any guys, any, any of your help you guys can give me. So, um, and you know, besides that, besides just beating Matt, I put out some awesome waterfowl content over there and I'm sure you're going to love it. So that's all I got for this week, guys. Thanks again. Tuning in to another episode and we'll see you guys in the next one.